0: Welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast Podcast brought to you by TheLions.com coming to you solo from the West Coast, Josh Lander, coming to you guys, getting some Game 7 stuff here ahead of the only Game 7 we have in this first round. A couple people thought maybe we'd have a couple more Game 7s, uh, but the, the Dubs lost to the Lakers, uh, and the Knicks could not beat the Heat in Game 6. So we have one game this weekend, and it is on Sunday. I'm recording this on Saturday to get ahead of this stuff with you guys. Obviously, some of this stuff's been out uh, for a little bit since that last Game 6 ended, and the, the uh, Celtics won in that pretty ugly fashion. Uh, so we'll take a look at this game 7 stuff here. I've got roughly 4 to 6 7 bets whatever you guys want to do. I'm I'm looking at exactly how I might parlay a few things. Uh, and talk about actually Philly to cover we'll get into all that make sure to like and subscribe to that page coming back to you next week uh, with some stuff for the next round of games uh, as we move on we already have a game slated for Tuesday so we'll be back with some series prices I think Mo will be joining me once more uh, as Nate continues to traipse the mountainsides of Oregon uh, so we'll continue with Mo for next week until Nate gets back um, but definitely want to continue to follow along with us head to the lines.com we're putting up all the the uh, picks up on the site this Around this time, right? We want to get all that stuff in written form for you guys as well. Uh, And we also have the odds finder tool on there. You can use that to make sure you're getting the best odds from all these books that are giving us bets in this NBA postseason. So let's look at this Philly game real quick. Just running through a few of the quick uh, lines and such for that. So you guys have it uh, while I'm looking at it. And you know what I'm looking at here. Uh, I'm just using DraftKings for now, but obviously make sure you're shopping all this stuff. Uh, Philly is plus six and a half at this point on most books, minus 110 both ways, uh, as Boston is also minus six and a half. The total is at 201 points. That is not a typo. Uh, this is, They are expecting another low scoring affair after the last game was in the, the low 180s uh, and needed a pretty big surge from Jason Tatum to get the Celtics to their 95 points. in um, the money line bets there, plus 225 for Philly to win this game, move on, minus 265 for the Cs. I like Philly, uh, at least with the seven points. I'm just going to say that off the bat. I think it's too many points in a game uh, where we can expect it to be pretty choppy. I mean, maybe it'll be more than 181 points. Uh 201 seems fair if you consider game sevens and some of the average scores that we've seen in game sevens, uh, especially from both of these teams, if you kind of look at their last Five uh, around each for five playoff elimination games for both of these teams. You can kind of see their lower scoring and and they get over 201 sometimes, but they also get pretty under uh, 201 points about half the time. So I think this is a fair total, but the six and a half points with such a low total, it's kind of one of those things where I'm like uh, just taking Philly on the fact that, you know, you're going to need Boston to go bananas from three and Philly to just be absolutely putrid from three and not get to the free throw line. And I think there's too many things that can happen for Philly to keep this game within seven for us to just think that because we've seen Boston, I mean, last year's game seven against Milwaukee in a similar situation came out and, and just scored a ton of points there, blew them out by like the third quarter, as we all know. Uh, and so that, that was something that's still somewhat fresh in our minds. And we know that if, if Boston has a little bit of a regression to the, to the mean of of how well they shoot threes compared to how poorly they've been shooting threes in the last few games, then, you know, I, I think we can kind of depend on, on them to score a few more points, but how, when are they going to tighten up? Is can you depend on Jason Tatum to start scoring or shooting at a better than 42% clip from the field? It's not something I really want to bet on. I just want to use that total to kind of form some logic around why Philly to, to cover seven points seems pretty reasonable in this game. So looking at why briefly, I mean, look at game five or game six even. Uh, again, for these two teams, and, and kind of look at why you know there's some stuff that should be rectified. I know I need to depend on uh, Doc Rivers to make some adjustments, and that's not something that we want to have to rely on. <laughs> but I, I do think that even if he's not you know making any sort of in-game adjustments or, or, or affecting the game by having some some nice play calls out of the timeout and things of that nature, um, I, I still think Embiid's usage rate is going to be around 35. percent I think he's going to dominate uh, as much as he can and, and not really be looking to pass too much even out of double teams um, he he tried to get to the line last game only did it eight times made all eight free throws uh, I think he gets closer to the 11 12 even 13 that he had uh, in that last dominating performance where he he carried the cells uh, the, the 76ers to that game five victory um, and, and so with the fact that he's going to be who they go through it's going to be choppy James Harden, I'm going under. We'll talk about that in a second for his points anyway. Um, I, I think there's the opportunity to, to feel good about you know Philly coming along for whatever ride Boston is. I, I don't think um, that, that Boston's offense is going to blow us away and get to the 115 uh, points that they usually score at home, even in these playoffs. It's it's going to be a lot more of, of what we saw, a little bit of a mix, I think, of what we saw in Game 5 and Game 6. Um, and, and the three-point shooting for Philly was so, so bad in that game. I mean, eight for 34 in Game 6. It's not like they need to necessarily um, win the, the, the battle at the three-point line. They need to win the free-throw battle. And that's why it was a little bit weird in these last two games, like in game five, Philly lost the, the free-throw battle there um, and still won the game because of the efficiency on offense that they played with, uh, and their two guys just dominating the way that they did, at least, you know, Harden controlling the game, Maxi scoring 30, and then Embiid getting his 36 in a super methodical way. And I, I, I like the way that they've been mixing up the pace, is the point here, you know, when, when Maxi is sort of the the focal point, then that's fine. And that's they're going to run even if if Joel's on the floor, which he was for 37 minutes in that game. Uh, The last two games played at a 96 pace, 95 pace. Sounds slow for today's NBA, but for these two teams, it's actually a pretty decent pace to expect, um, you know, a few points. But the point is, is that that that. Increase in pace is up is due to the way that I, I see the 76ers varying the pace throughout the game as opposed to just playing slowly. Sometimes you gotta let Maxi be that change of pace guy. Uh, and they have done that. And that's, that's a big reason for why uh, they were so good in game five. They were still good in game six. They just couldn't hit anything like anything and Embiid wasn't getting the same calls like I said to start this rant Um the, the eight free throws I expect to go up for him closer to the 11 or 12 so that's that's sort of bet number one there let's move on to uh the second bet that I'm looking at in this game and that is a little bit of a parlay here between some guys I like Embiid to get a double double I'm basing this on, on a lot of stuff I'll talk about here in a sec Tatum let's keep going back to the eight rebounds like sometimes he gets nine sometimes he gets 10. Sometimes he gets 12, but like he's going to get eight. Uh, so I'm going to take the eight just to feel comfortable about that. And then maxi uh, 20 points in there as well. And I, and I like the maxi 20 points, which I hinted at here just a second ago because of the usage that he's at. But this should get you up to about plus, uh, I'm at plus 130 now on DraftKings there. I want to make sure I have that right because that is a pretty legit parlay. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. It's up to plus 220 at this point um, for everything I just said. So and, B, and and sorry, I should I should also be very clear. MB Double Double is actually not as good of a bet if you just take Embiid nine and a half boards in this bet. So let's make it Embiid nine and a half boards uh, over. So basically, 10 rebounds for Embiid, uh, Tatum to get eight boards and then maxi to get 20 points. Um, and so the double-double for MB is the same bet here as him to get 10 rebounds, but like it's minus 195 for him to get 10 boards uh, and minus 245 in the same game parlay for him to get a double-double. It's like he's going to get the points. So they're jipping you if you take the double-double uh, rather than just take MB to get over nine and a half rebounds in any scenario and especially in this parlay here. Uh, and then you get Tatum eight boards, maxi 20 points. So that's plus 220 on DraftKings. Excuse me for taking a minute to make that clear to you guys. Uh, but let's start JoJo. His usage rate is going to be around 35%. He's going to be playing at least 37, 40 minutes if they can get him out there for that, if they need him. And I think they will. They'll try to rest him, but it's like it's all hands on deck at this point. So JoJo to go crazy with that usage rate, um, you know, you can you can take the points there too. It's like 31. I'm not scared of it. If you want to use him in this parlay with, with points instead of rebounds, uh, you look at the elimination games that he's played in the last three, he's at a 33.5% usage rate, um, and he's got a double-double in all of those, at least the 10 boards is what we're looking at, 33% usage rate in the series for Jojo so I continue to feel good about them relying on him but even more so in a game seven all hands on deck I'm fading Harden get to that more in a sec like I keep foreshadowing and then Tatum for the eight boards like I wanted to go with the double double for Tatum as well and get him to the ten boards I mean his rebound prop is at nine and a half boards um so you know he's gotten ten boards in four of six this series he's gotten eight in five of six and and the only time he got the seven boards there um, and failed to get this was uh when it was game two he played nineteen minutes in that game he was bad uh for sure the way he was shooting uh in game two but you know they didn't really need him to to be playing well in game two they just really they, the everybody else was shooting what fifty percent from three uh in those games so tatum's you you know, points weren't necessarily needed, his mints weren't necessarily needed, um, and that's why he was, you know, so low in the rebounding. There, not worried about that in this one. And then Maxi, you know, I'm just looking at the the, the recent trend for Maxi. I do think there's some uh, you can sort of bank on the the fact that they need him to have a higher usage rate than he had in what the let's see, games two through four, right, uh, the, where Joel came back. Uh, he missed game one. Tyrese had 26 points, pretty nice usage rate there. Jojo comes back for two and two, three and four. Maxi goes down to 14 points, 13 points, 13 points. Now he couldn't hit anything. He still took nine threes in two of those games, so he, he's getting the usage rate even in those games. Playing 45, 40, played 30 minutes in game two as they sat starters while they were losing uh, that one, so we can dismiss that a bit. Um, but even the in in games three and four, uh, you know, where he was playing 40 and 45 minutes, 13 points and 14 points decent usage rate, but, but not, you know, 17 shots, 16 shots, but in, in these last two, you've seen Harden take a back seat, uh, and, and be a facilitator. And it's, it's worked to sort of deflect some of the, uh, the, maybe some of the, the, the hatred, some of the, the, uh, trolling that people do for, uh, on Harden online, because of the fact that he doesn't show up in big games. I think he's to a degree, real, and that, maybe he's not realizing that, but I, I don't think he's worried about scoring 40 points and carrying this team to victory the way he has twice in this series. I think the last two games, the way he's been diming, uh, getting rebounds and deferring to even guys like Maxi is fine because it's, it's a better one, two counter. If you've got Joel followed by Maxi as the two focal points of your offense, if you've got Joel slow paced followed by. Harden slow paced as your change of pace, who you're going to. It's the same look every time because Harden's so dependent on on a pick and roll from Jojo. You're not giving him a rest. Uh, if you, if you run pick and rolls with Harden, which is the basically the only play he's effective with at this point. So kudos to whether it was Doc or somebody else telling, uh, you know, telling the team, it's going to be Maxie's ball when it's not Joel's. And and that's how we're going to play. We're going to play his style when he's got the ball and when we want him to be running the offense. Uh, and we're going to play Joel's style. In, in all other situations where that's going to be mean Harden has the ball uh, in his hands and running that pick and roll, looking for the assists uh, more so as we continue to say. So that all leads me just into my next one here, which is Harden nice segue because a little bit of what I was just talking about is dependent on Harden going under 20 and a half points uh, in this one, which is what I'm taking. I don't think this game goes very far over 201 one if it goes over, uh, which is again, something I'm not really touching in this game in terms of the total. Um, but Somebody's gotta not score their props at that point, especially on this, uh, 76ers team where I don't really trust anybody but Maxi or Jojo to show up on offense in this game. Um, I still think that's gonna be good enough to keep them within seven points if you're following along with that first bet. Um, but they don't need Harden to get 21 points to, to maintain, um, pace with this, with this, uh, Celtics team. Aside from the 240 two point outbursts he's had, he's averaging 15 a game, just had 13, so it's actually around 14 and a half. He's shooting about 25% from the field in those games, uh, and even worse from three down to about 15% it's the end of the series. You look at what Harden does at the end of the series uh, in, in the playoffs as of late, let's just, I mean, Nate was rattling these off recently as well. And, and I found them for myself, but uh late series Harden with Philly. Uh, let's talk about Brooklyn this, this year failing, to you know, when they closed out, he had a, a 27% usage rate in 40 minutes and was just uh four of 18 from the field with 17 points, 11 points when they uh, were closing out Miami a few years ago, or in, uh, they lost to Miami rather last year, uh 14% usage rate, just 14 points. Even the game before that or I'm sorry the eleven points in the game before that, trying to close them out uh, or trying to avoid elimination last year against Miami uh, in game five went five for 13, 14 points uh, basically he doesn't get more than fifteen points in these elimination games uh, with really weak usage rates, especially when you get later in the playoffs. some of the first round stuff he still had some decent games here and there and close out opportunities uh, but this is uh, a bigger stage with one that, like I said, without too many points being scored someone's going to have to re- you know relinquish theirs and harden at twenty one He doesn't get that unless he goes for 40. And this just is not a game for him to go for 40 uh, the way that it's going to be played. So let me close things out with you guys and just go back to Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, and not overcomplicate this and just really follow the minutes. Follow the fact that in this last game where they needed to close things out against, uh, the, the, um, 76ers to be able to play this game seven, Malcolm Brogdon played nearly the entire fourth quarter. Derek White had a minute and a half. And this is all about the, the Malcolm Brogdon getting Derek White's minutes and his own. Um, he played just 25 in that game five loss. Uh, I thought that was a huge mistake more than anything. Missoula still not really understanding which guys, uh, he needs to have in at the proper times. And then I think, You know, he at least realized that to a degree. He had to get Brogdon 30 uh, minutes in game six, which he got there. I expect him to get the 30 again. Either it's going to be a blowout because guys like Brogdon are hitting a ton of threes um, and getting over his 14 and a half points that that I've got him at here, which is still minus 118 on FanDuel. Pretty good odds if you want to get it there. Um, And and he went over that in in game six because he got the 30 points, got the 16 there. He's gotten 15 when he gets the minutes. He just failed to do it in the first, uh, in in the last game five there, uh, where he did not get the minutes. It was not much of a game, but it, it also, it, that's partly why when this thing's close, Malcolm Brogdon's in, he's in, in the fourth quarters, um, pretty much the entire fourth quarters, he's taken up a lot of those three point shots, you know, get it. I'm happy to take him to hit three of those, um, Derek white going down in terms of his, uh, his, his percentages from deep where they need him to be big, uh, that volume in terms of white's threes has really transferred directly over to Brogdon. He's up to six and a half attempts from deep in this, uh, series, as opposed to the 4.4 that he, he. He was shooting on the uh, per game during the regular season so there's plenty of uptick for brogdon i continue to expect. if this is at all close like i said he's going to be in in the second half majorly if it's not it's because this game got out of hand in the first place and a lot of this game theory is is out the window if if, if the celtics come out firing and just rain threes down upon the 76ers what are we going to do like that once the equation and our algebra is messed up from the start then okay then you got to kind of pivot and i think there's some live betting uh opportunities in here as well if there is some deep shooting that's that team, one of these two teams are both even get hot in the first half we can still kind of rely on things to slow down in the second half find a live total uh, that you like if it's at 201 now and this thing gets up to like 215 sometime in the first or second quarter start to feel pretty good about some unders um, and and maybe it ends around there I, I i wouldn't feel like this game could get above 210 i just don't see the pace and by the time this thing gets to the fourth quarter we've seen some 30 point uh, four, uh, quarters in this series we've seen plenty of 40 44 point quarters in this series right now, all these quarters are totals are at like 48, 49. There's one that's 50 and a half, which is quarter one. So look to be able to fade even under 50 points in a fourth quarter of a game seven, like things are going to tighten up. Those sphincters get real tight. Uh, and, and I think right now at under 50 points in that one, you can feel pretty good about it. So Anyway, I know I started this off talking about Brogdon uh, and his points. I'm still feeling good about that. But like I said, things are going to slow down as well. So there's a little bonus pick to end things off for you guys as well in terms of liking the uh, live unders if, if things get out of hand in the first half and there's a lot of points. And really right now, take the under at like 49 and a half for the for quarter four in this game and feel like there's not going to be more than roughly 44 ish points in that quarter in my opinion i think it's gonna be really rough uh as a lot of this choppy style of game will be so that's all the time i have for you for this sunday video as you guys hopefully are watching this uh, as early as you can getting ahead of some of this stuff with me i'll be back next week like i said have mo to talk about some of these series prices as we are finally going to be in the conference finals and until i see you next happy betting